I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen. Human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Denzel Mims with another monster score of 70 yards. Quick pass to Crowder trying to get him out of the space. Slopes a tackle, and there he goes. Crowder, it's a foot race, and Crowder is in there. A 69-yard touchdown. Donald escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires, end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Donald. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. You know and what? it's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh. Listen, thank you. From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time to look at the midweek news and notes with our friend Daryl Slater over at NJ.com covering the New York Jets. Daryl, must remind you once again that for anybody that wanted to hear about CFL talk, that was last week and you should have called the week before. If you wanted to hear about <laughs> soccer, that show is next week, so you're going to have to call after we're done with this one. This, of course, is a reference to one of our favorite sketches, the pre-tape call-in show on Mr. Show with Bob and David. If you've never seen it, Daryl and I reference it a lot, so you probably should check it out on YouTube. It's only like five minutes, but it's really hilarious, right, Daryl? It's one of the better ones they did, that's for sure, yeah. How was your vacation, by the way? Very relaxing. I went to... Uh... Had a nice little couple days uh, up at the little little cabin in the woods and along the uh, Delaware, I guess kind of near the Delaware River, not on the river, but um, up in the, about an hour and a half here from where I live in New Jersey. So it was nice. My wife and I went up there. My parents came down from uh, upstate New York and watched, uh, watched our daughter. And so it was a good little, uh, good little relaxing getaway for a couple days. So not a full on vacation, but, um, about as good as you could do with that when you have a kid in the middle of a pandemic. So not bad. 
Perfect time for it, too, if you're an NFL reporter, because a lot of stuff's about to happen with free agency in the draft, so get away now while it's relatively quiet. I say relatively because there's still always going to be stuff going on around the New York Jets. It never stops with them. And the latest report, the big one that everybody's talking about, is Ian Rappaport of NFL Network saying that the Jets are planning to hold on to Sam Darnold until at least they are done with all their quarterback evaluations, meaning even pro days and all of that. So the Jets are likely not going to trade Darnold until April if they trade him. I assume that this is because they want to make sure that they can evaluate whether or not they think one of them is another Isaiah Wilson. If you look what happened with Isaiah Wilson with the Tennessee Titans and how now he's posting he doesn't even want to play football anymore after being drafted in the first round. You want to avoid a situation like that and make sure that you sit down with a kid and see where he's at character-wise and if you feel he's a good fit for the organization because this is a huge investment at number two if you're going to pick a quarterback. And, of course, you want to go through all the film and all of that, talk to the coaches. You want to be 100% sure because, A, if you pick a quarterback at number two, you're making an enormous investment in that kid. And, B, an enormous investment was already made in Sam Darnold. So if you're going to move on, you want to make sure that it is absolutely the right move. I get this on one level, Daryl, for all the reasons I just said, but what this also does is if you're going to trade Sam Darnold eventually, it gives teams other options to look into in the meantime, and it's very possible that they could lose some of the suitors. Teams like the Bears, Washington could go in another direction while they're waiting to see what the Jets do with Sam Darnold. So I understand it on one end of the spectrum, but on the other end of the spectrum, it's a risky move. Yeah, I mean, and then there's the Deshaun Watson domino, right? So if, if he gets traded somewhere that's not the Jets, uh, then then what happens? And the, then the Jets lose the ability to, you know, get leverage for whatever with Sam Darnold, right? And then what if the Jets trade for him? And then obviously everyone knows they want to get rid of Darnold. That lowers the price of what they could get for Darnold. So there's so many different ways to look at it. Um, then again, there's a, the side of this. Like if you get close to the draft and there's a quarterback needy team, especially one that is not in position to draft a quarterback, like say Washington, uh, and say Washington's still looking and it's draft time, maybe that drives up the price on, on Darnold. Like, uh, so remember when the Jets traded up for Sam Darnold on St. Patrick's Day 2018, now they did it well in advance of the draft, and the thinking then was, you know, they got – they had to probably maybe give up a little bit less than they would have if they waited until draft day or draft weekend because, um, you know, at that point teams are a little more desperate because the draft is right there and they have to make a decision. So I could see it both ways, obviously um, – probably the most important thing on the getting an evaluation of a quarterback is you know, his game film. Right. And so um, there are some concerns as you look at Justin Fields and Zach Wilson about how, how their body of work, like how did they, these guys play enough games for uh, scouts to have a, a real clear picture of who they are. Um, and so then maybe a pro day workout becomes more important for a guy like that. And certainly always important is the ability, like you said, to sit down with these, sit down with these guys and, you can't do that this year because there's no combine. You can't do that in late February, I should say. So that whole process becomes delayed and the pro days aren't going to get wrapped up until late March. And now the Jets are going to be going into free agency likely with a lot of uncertainty at quarterback. And so how would that maybe affect their ability to land um, free agents? I think that's a secondary storyline to all this. I don't know if it will a lot because they have so much money to hand out um, that, you know, maybe a receiver, whoever would be willing to come here to the Jets and play for, 
whoever the quarterback was if the money's good enough. So there's a lot of different angles for how this sort of affects things, but that's I look. I think if the Jets get an gr- incredible offer for Sam Darnold right now, maybe <laughs> like all, all you can kind of probably dash those plans to to wait. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe Joe Douglas really feels like he has to go through these pro days and interviews before he makes a decision on Darnold um, because of the fact that he's not going to get Trevor Lawrence and um, he's not going to get a guy who's definitely far and away better than Sam Darnold. So that's where they're at. And uh, it'll be, it looks like this will be if Sam Darnold is traded and he might not be traded. Uh, it looks like if he is traded, it could be a, could be a draft night or leading up, you know, a couple of days before the draft type thing. That's a really good point that you made before too, Daryl, that having the quarterback position in flux when free agency begins is going to make it more difficult to grab a top flight wide receiver because if one of them hits the market, now we don't know if that's going to happen because it's possible that Robinson, Galladay, and Godwin will all get franchise tagged. But even so, even the next tier of receivers, let's say they want somebody like Juju Smith-Schuster or Corey Davis or Curtis Samuel, those guys are going to look at the quarterback position being unresolved and I'm I'm sure it would give them some pause if they have options elsewhere that are somewhat in the ballpark of what the Jets are offering, then it might make a lot more sense for them to go there. One thing that's interesting with Darnold that we didn't talk about, Daryl, is that apparently his fifth-year option is going to be a little less expensive than we originally thought. Now, we were talking about this before we started recording, and it's all relative because, as you pointed out to me, the cap going down means that the fifth-year option going down doesn't have the same luster as it would if the cap was still up higher. But $18.7 million combined with the low salary that he's going to have in 2021 means that maybe if a team trades for him, they're not looking at it as a one-year audition because $18.7 million is not a terrible gamble to take if you believe in Sam Darnold. You could be trading for him thinking that this is a two-year audition along the lines of what we're seeing Detroit do with Jared Goff and along the lines of what we're seeing the Indianapolis Colts do with Carson Wentz. Now, the difference there is a lot more guaranteed money with Wentz and Goff, but of course, those two guys have had more success thus far in their careers than Darnold has. Yeah, so like the, if they do trade him, um, the Jets do. They don't have Sam Darnold. They don't have to pick up the fifth year option before the trade. Um, you know, they could go ahead and and trade him and then say they do it on the Thursday of the draft. The fifth year option deadline is not until May 3rd. So they could, they'd be smart to not pick up his option um, if, say, they're going to trade him. I, I really, I mean, say they keep him. I don't think they should pick up his option. I mean, 18.7, I understand it's a, it's a lower number um, than it would have been. But again, like the cap is not going, in 2022, the cap is not going to be what it would have been if this pandemic never happened. Like the cap would have kept going up, up, right? So maybe the cap, is higher in 2022 than it was in say 2020, but it's not as high as it would have been. You know what I mean? If, if this, this thing had never happened and revenue hadn't been so adversely affected. So yeah, like it's all, like I said, it's all relative. 18.7 is lower, but everything's lower. If you look at the, if you look at the projected contract for the number two pick this year in the draft, the total value of that contract, which would be the Jets pick is $7 million less than what Sam Darnold made in 2018. So <laughs> that's, it's crazy to think about. Um, but that's sort of where everyone is at across the board with the revenues down in the NFL and the salary cap down and all that. So they, the Jets could absolutely trade Sam Darnold without picking up his fifth year option. That would be the best thing to do because then it leaves the decision in the hands of the team that acquires him. Um, 
whether they want to do that or not. May 3rd is the deadline. It's the day after the draft ends, and that team can make the decision by May 2nd or May 3rd, right after they trade for Sam Darnold. So uh, that that would be the wise move for the Jets. Is you know you you, you presumably uh, you know leave that decision in the hands of the team that gets him, and that would make the make the trade more palatable perhaps for a team that does not want to pick up uh, pick up the option and make it a two year audition. So. Yeah, that's that's how the Jets have to look at this. You know, do do they want to? Because remember, remember, I mean, the underlying thing with all this, these fifth-year options are now fully guaranteed at the time you pick it up. You're locked in. So Joe Douglas or whoever picks up the option for whatever first-round pick, Sam Darnold or whoever, you're locked in for 2022, like right now. So it's a big decision. Um, say the Jets keep them. I I really don't see any way that they would pick up the option. Um, so look, I mean. If he's really good this year, then you're then you then you happily give him a contract next offseason, right? Um, I just don't see the option feels like a no-win thing to me. Um, it, you know, because if he's really bad, then you're stuck with him again, right? And you're not trading him to someone who's t- taking him on for eighteen point seven after four bad years. Uh, so that's that's where that's where I fall on that with, with Darnold. I I just don't see the advantage to picking up the option based on how how just lackluster his body of work has been so far. Like you said, Goff and Wentz have had their flaws, but they've certainly shown more than Sam Darnold. While we're on the subject of contracts, Daryl, one thing that I found interesting is that the NFLPA released the list of teams and how much carryover cap space they have. And I thought at the time that the Jets should have made a run at Jadavian Clowney this past offseason. And the big reason is because I thought Clowney would at least be a solid edge rusher as he had been most of his career. He wasn't anything special, but this year he took a real nosedive. And on top of that, I wasn't expecting Sam Darnold to be as bad as he was. I thought the Jets would be a better team and with an extra playoff team and the pandemic and all the craziness that could occur, I thought take a shot, sign Clowney, and see if you can make a playoff run. Well, it's a good thing the Jets didn't do that because they actually have the second most carryover cap space, which should help them recruit free agents, which they're going to need to do, obviously, because a 2-14 and roster needs a lot of help. The only team in the NFL with more carryover cap space than the Jets is the Cleveland Browns. The Jets have 26.7 million carryover and the Browns have 30.4 million. The lowest on this list and the team who clearly didn't care much about carrying over cap space was the Seattle Seahawks. They only have $956,000 in carryover space. Yeah, I mean, that wound up being a pretty wise decision because carry carryover cap space matters more this year than maybe ever before with the cap unexpectedly going down, um, you know, ex- expectedly based on recent events but if you go back uh, maybe a year from now no one could have foreseen this coming so um yeah so carryover cap space matters a ton the jets are i think they're second in the nfl also in total cap space behind the jaguars like over the cap has them at 68 million dollars about which is based on a 180.5 uh cap projection and we still don't know what the salary cap's going to be uh i think the floor for what it could be is 180.5 but the jets no matter how you slice it are going to have a good deal of cap space to use. And that's, that's in due in part to the fact that they, that they carried over this cap space. And you remember they did this a few years ago. I, you know, how the years get mixed up, but um, I think even in that first year where everyone was criticizing uh, the second year, John, Idzik, everyone criticized him for not spending the money while Mike McCagney got to carry it over 2015 and he got to use a ton of it. Now, a lot of those contracts did not work out. 
in 2015. You think of Darrell Revis, the big contract that he got. Um, so, yeah, it can help. It can definitely help when you're trying to rebuild to have to have to be frugal in one year, whether it's with a previous GM or the current GM, and, and carry that over. And, and like you said, the, this year more than ever, um, that's a that's a critical thing. But there's obviously going to be so many factors for whether the Jets are going to be able to sign um, free agents and. You know, quarterback uncertainty would be one of them. Um, I think, you know, players, you know, maybe feeling like how close or how not close the Jets are to winning. I think if you look at the guys that the Jets could maybe pounce on, you think of perhaps guys on the, who are on their second contract, right? We talked about Allen Robinson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and some of those other guys, Corey Davis. You know, Robinson's on his third contract. He's played for, just take him for instance, right? He, he's played for Jacksonville and Chicago, and they haven't won much, right? So at this point in his career, He's, I don't know the guy, but you know, obviously he's made a lot of money, a decent amount. And, um, you know, you'd think he'd want to win. You, you wouldn't think he'd want to necessarily just go chase another contract. A guy in a second contract who maybe hasn't made as much money, you can't really blame him for just taking the highest offer. And the Jets are in a position where they could perhaps be, you know, enticing for a guy like that. Um, even if that guy looks at the quarterback depth chart and said, Ugh, Stan Darnold or Ugh, a rookie quarterback, right? Um all that changes, of course, if they trade for Deshaun Watson, but that's a big what if right now. So that's, uh, that, yeah, that, I think the carryover space is enormously important. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane. So shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Daryl, one big story that I think a lot of people were looking forward to hearing about is that there are going to be, as of right now, at least some fans allowed at MetLife Stadium. Now, obviously, we have no idea how many fans it's going to be once we get to the point where fans would be allowed in for football. That won't be until August if there's a preseason. 
But here is the statement from the Jets and the Giants about this. Today, Governor Phil Murphy announced MetLife Stadium can welcome fans back at 15% capacity for all events beginning March 1st. As the months go on, we are hopeful that the data will continue to be positive and the number of people allowed into MetLife Stadium will steadily increase. The health and safety of our fans, players, staff, and those in our communities remain our top priority, and we will continue to follow the guidance of Governor Murphy and state health officials. We miss seeing our loyal fans at stadium events this past year and are excited to welcome them back in 2021. So I don't want to jinx it because obviously anything can happen, but as of now, the arrow seems to be pointing up. So 15% now could mean significantly more than that by the time we get to August and September. Good news for Jets fans who really miss tailgating and being able to go to the stadium this past year. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of logistical loopholes to get through with this, right? Um, And I think you're going to see a lot of test cases based on how venues like Madison Square Garden open up, you know, because they've they've been allowing fans back in, I guess, sporadically here, right? So will there be, you know, will you have to show evidence of a positive or of a vaccine, say, of a, a positive, of a negative COVID test, or will you have to show evidence that you've been vaccinated? What will be the requirement for being able to attend these games? Will you have to show that evidence just to get in the lot to tailgate? Um, because a lot of people, you know, recent years, I mean, you know, it. I mean, going to a jet game, going to the game, isn't that fun. I mean, being there to tailgate is a whole lot of fun and people kind of miss that. So, um, how will they ensure that people remain safe is obviously their number one priority. And, and then that, that doesn't just involve, um, the percentage of, of capacity, right? So there's a lot of other logistical loopholes that they're going to have to get through loopholes, a lot of logistical issues that they're going to have to, to, to address. Um, but yeah, I think if everything goes well, you'd think it would be more than 15%. Um, I know we were talking before we got on, like, I don't, I, I talked to fans about this last summer. Um, and we were talking about, would you go if capacity was limited? And, and almost every fan I talked to said, I have no interest in going to a jet game where it's 30% full. Like I know you most of, I know a lot of times by the end of jet games and when they're losing, you know, the stadium's empty or a lot of times when you go to the game, it's not totally full, but like, at the start of almost, I don't, I can't remember it going covering a jet game where at the start it was like fifty percent full. Maybe a couple, I guess, late in the season. But you know, from going to those games like late in the season when, when the Jets are out of it and then it's the third quarter and everyone's heading home or maybe it's cold, the energy is just terrible. And I think a lot of fans look at that and say, "Geez, if they're capping this," and I think you said the same thing before we came on here. If they're going to cap it at twenty percent or fifteen percent or maybe even thirty, I have no interest in going. Because the other issue is how are they going to determine who goes and who doesn't go and how much are tickets going to cost? So do, do you want to pay, not you or whoever, want to pay twice as much to go to a game to watch a team that isn't very good with a 30% capacity cap? I mean, that seems like a, a like a not fun experience at all and a giant waste of money, quite frankly. So, um, so I'm sure the secondary market will be, as it has been for like a lot of these live events, will be through the roof. But again, like, I don't understand, I'm cynical about this stuff, but like, I don't understand the allure of going to a mostly empty stadium and paying twice as much, whether it's secondary market, you know, it would be secondary market. I'm sure the Jets aren't going to jack their, their face value tickets up by, by that much, but the ticket will be a harder ticket, no matter if supply and demand, basic stuff. So uh, I don't know, I guess I would turn it to you and you go to the games as a fan, what percentage Say you could get in for your normal face value, right? And say you had access to normal face value tickets. What percentage 
of capacity would you like? And you, and it was safe. And it was safe. What percentage of capacity would you say, like, I'll go? You know, this will be cool. I'll go. I'll feel like it's more like a game. Would it be 50 or would it be more for you? I think 50 is about where my benchmark yeah. would be. And I will say this, Daryl, the embarrassing thing is going to be if the Jets aren't good and they're doing limited capacity seating, when you see... 25% of the stadium is allowed to be filled and almost all of it is filled by the opposing team because you know yeah. that if it's the secondary market controlling this, that could very well happen. So even more incentive. Exactly. Jets, Jets fans could make a ton of money on their tickets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even more incentive for the Jets to try and win because otherwise they are going to be dealing with a situation where on television fans are going to see nothing but fans of the opposing team wearing their gear and making it look like a road game for the Jets. But if you do go to a Jets game this year, regardless of whatever the capacity is, it could be 15%, 25 50%, 100%. You want to see Marcus May at free safety. He is the key free agent for oh, yeah. the Jets this offseason. He's the number one guy that Joe Douglas should be targeting to try and keep. And you wrote a piece about why that is at NJ.com this morning. Yeah, I mean, you just said it right there. I mean, it's very obvious. So, I, you know, he's a guy they drafted in the second round in 2017. Very quietly, a pretty darn good Mike McCagnon draft pick, one of the few uh, he had. Um, of course, the year they draft Jamal Adams, too, who's turned out to be a pretty pr- productive player as well. Um, so for the first two years of his career, you know, you look at this guy and say, ah, you know, what is he? You know, is he, can he stay healthy, especially kind of a quiet kid? Um, you know, where does he fit in in terms of, you know, in the locker room and also in terms of being a productive and healthy player? So they, over the last two years, he answered those questions in a big way. And I think he really flew under the radar in 2019 because of Jamal Adams success and also Jamal Adams, just general loudness. Um, but he was he was quite good in 2019, and then last year he took a big step forward um, and was even better. Was one of the best safeties in the league. Period. Free safety or strong safety. He showed his ability to kind of play a little bit of strong safety. He's obviously more of a natural free safety. He stepped up as a vocal locker room leader last year. I mean, we weren't in the locker room, but it's very evident even from Zoom calls that he took on more of a of a presence and being assertive. I mean, he was one of the guys who was very critical. Uh, publicly of, of Greg Williams' uh, uh, cover zero blitz call uh, that he had against the Raiders that doomed the Jets in that game. So um, he really stepped up in a, in a more vocal way um, and with Jamal Adams certainly you know gone and there was a, a void to be filled there and he, and he filled it in a productive uh, way. Team MVP. Again, he was, I think the PFF, PFF ranked him like the number four safety in the entire league at strong or free safety. So he was one of the better players at his position in, in the entire league, not just for being on a bad team, but, um, but yeah, so the last two years he's been able to stay healthy. He's been productive. He stepped into a leadership role, you know, and of course there's no fifth year option for him because he was a number two, uh, number two, he was a second round pick. Um, and this is now entering his fifth year. And so what, what can the jets do? Of course they can franchise tag him and, and they, they should, if they can't reach a long-term contract, because look, I mean, the tag for him is about $11 million. So, it's lower than it would be, of course. That's a fair number, I think, for for a player of his caliber at his position. If you're the Jets, you know, you have to carry that number, regardless of whether he signs the tag. You have to carry it throughout free agency. So, say they tag him, I mean, that chips $11 million off their $68 million. They still have a decent amount of cap space to use. It's not like the Giants, for instance, potentially tagging Leonard Williams again, which they're not going to do because it's prohibitively expensive for a team that doesn't have a ton of cap space. So, I think tagging Marcus May if you can't re- you know reach a long term contract makes a lot of sense. 
you and I are talking here on Wednesday and the, and the, the franchise tagging started yesterday, February 23rd. No, as far as I know, no one's as of right now, no one's been franchise tagged across the league just yet. So there's, there's a two week window, February 23rd to March 9th. And then free agency really starts March 15th. That's when the negotiating window opens, even though there's tampering going on right now. But, um, but yeah, I think I'm sure the Jets are talking contract stuff with Marcus May. And if they can hammer out a deal, then certainly that would be the most preferable thing because presumably that deal would involve a lower cap hit than $11 million in year one, right? So that would be, that would be the first and foremost most important thing. But if you can't hammer out something by March 9th, then absolutely franchise tag this guy, lock him down, keep him around, and that gives you until July 15th to work out a long-term contract with him. Um, and yeah, I think that would make that would make things. You have to keep this guy. You have to keep players like this. I know we said this about Jamal Adams, but there wound up certainly being mitigating circumstances about his desire to even stay with the Jets. You know, that if if a player like this wants to stay with you, then then you then you have to keep him. Um, uh, and and re- even if, hell, even if Mark Smith doesn't want to stay with the Jets, he probably has no choice. He's going to, you know, if they franchise tag him, no one's going to give up what it takes to, you know, I think it's first round pick. Uh, to get him uh, for 2021. So uh, maybe he just says, I don't, I don't want to stay here and I'm going to play out the year on the franchise tag and then become a free agent. Okay, fine. But, um, but uh, yeah, uh, they, they, they ought to franchise tag him if they can't work out a long-term contract. It makes sense on multiple levels um, because of the, like, he's one of the few young foundational players they have. Makai Becton, um, Marcus May, Quinn Williams. I mean, other than that, you don't really have a lot to build with here. So they cannot let him they can't afford to let him walk in free agency and i would be shocked if they just straight up didn't tag him and let him walk a la you know landon collins a couple of years ago uh by the giants so um there's no way i mean and then you look at the comp pick argument like it wouldn't make sense because he would walk but the jets are going to be signing a bunch of guys this year so it's not like they're guaranteed to get a comp pick for him if he walks in free agency that that logic doesn't doesn't fly here um you got to do what you have to do to keep him and uh, Joe Douglas has till March 9th, really, is, is the deadline to work out the contract. Otherwise, uh, expect a franchise tag. It, that would make a lot of sense. Daryl, last order of business. It's time that you and I go on a little trip. We're going to have to pack some warm clothes, get ready for a little maple syrup, maybe some hockey, because we are headed to Saskatchewan to watch New York Jets legend <laughs> Luke Falk where he has just signed with the Rough Riders to be their quarterback. Are you ready for this trip, Daryl? Well, I thought the CFL talk was last week or next week. or and So now it's now. Well, now yeah, it's, that's it right. Now. Uh, We're doing it now because it's going to air next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I did see that. I did see that he signed with it. I did see that he signed in the CFL. So, yeah, yeah. who, who can forget the fact that he actually, what, he started a game for the Jets, right? One, two? Two. How many did he start? Just one? I can't remember. So. Two games that we've all tried to forget, Daryl, but hopefully he has better I luck know. up in Canada than he did here with the New York Jets. Good luck to Luke Falk. May he have many maple syrup breakfasts while he's up there in Saskatchewan. Daryl Slater covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on. As always, really appreciate it. I know that you've got that Marcus May article up right now. You're going to be working on some things over the next couple of days. What's cooking over there at NJ.com? Yeah, so the next couple of days, uh, so tomorrow is someone, a reader actually emailed me and said, hey, like, what if they keep Darnold, like, and they don't exercise his option, and then, then he winds up struggling, which are all things that are possible. Um, 
what would happen in the 2020 draft? Who could they draft? And I said, I have no earthly idea who the, who the good quarterbacks are for 2022. So I just did a quick little rundown of, um, hey, you know, maybe they don't draft a guy this year and these, these what-ifs play out. Uh, who, who are some – I came up with eight or nine names there. Go take a look at it. Uh, the, the main guy right now is the kid from North Carolina, Sam Howell. Um, but, you know, a lot of things have to happen for the Jets to be in the conversation for drafting a quarterback next year because they're certainly in the conversation for drafting one this year, along with, you know, many other factors that could that could happen. So, anyway, if you're interested in who the top quarterbacks are in 2022, whether, you know, that pertains to the Jets or not, there's a little rundown coming tomorrow. And then I'll have a little piece on um, – all right, so you know we know Marcus May is worth retaining as a free agent. Which other Jets uh, free agents are worth retaining? I mean, that's something um, we could probably get into a little bit more detail next week as free agency approaches. But they don't have a lot of big name guys. But there are certainly, if you, for instance, like a Terrell Basham, um, do you keep him or do you, do you not keep him? I think you could make an argument for keeping a guy like that. Uh, certainly, there are guys who are very obvious. You say, you know, he won't be back or whatever. But um, Marcus May should be back, will be back, but there's certainly some guys that are on the fence. We'll take a look at that for later this week as well. Make sure that you're reading Daryl over at NJ.com and following him on Twitter at Daryl Slater. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in the New York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and TurnOnTheJets.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply.